The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Despite the week off, we are still charging at it. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And unlike all of the drivers that are taking a week off, I was stuck in traffic. They weren't. So uh, I'm just very happy to be seated in front of you, Cody, uh, after three hours in a car. And I now have a deeper appreciation uh, of what these drivers go through, uh, albeit I was just behind a semi for the better part of it. These guys uh, are, are in the car for about three or four hours, uh, at least moving forward, I guess. Yeah, I think you were going about 175 miles an hour slower than they normally do, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at least you can relate now, right? Oh, my God. I, you know, and that's the thing about it, too, is that in the state of California, it's, it's so dense in, in places as far as traffic is concerned that I don't think everybody understands that I could sit in like an hour and a half of traffic and move a mile and a half. I know that I know traffic is not, it's not only in California, but I don't know what it is, but I've lived in other places and it it just feels worse here in California. Yeah. That's what you always hear is California has the worst traffic. So that's why I I stay here in the Midwest where nobody lives. (laughs) Where, where if a cow gets in front of you, then you're like, okay, let's move it or lose it. Bessie. (laughs) You got to watch out. People hit cows often. Actually. I know. I uh, know. I'm so I've lived in those places, so I can relate. But I, yeah, it's yeah. All right. You didn't come here to hear about traffic. You came here to hear about NASCAR. We are definitely today breaking down for you the truck and Xfinity futures, just like we did yesterday with the Cup cars. So make sure you go back listen to the Cup. That was a lot of good stuff in that Cup breakdown too. I I was I was pretty excited about the odds after we got done. Yeah. No, that was a lot of great conversation. It's nice to just have a. It's kind of nice this break is built in, right? And we get the chance to take a break and stop for a second and not have to go just race specific. You got to look at the full picture, where guys are at, how things are trending, who there is. You know, we found a 40 to 1 bet that's worth placing, a 20 to 1 bet that's worth placing right now. Walk through everybody who might be worth it, who might not be. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, think that that was great. Now we can do the same with uh, Xfinity and the truck series. Um, I think the truck series part will probably be a little bit shorter. I think it's pretty top heavy there, but the Xfinity series, there's a, I would say that one, well, the cup series probably has the most different amount of guys that could win, but 
quite a few guys could win the title in the Xfinity series as well. And in the truck series, there's still a, still a pretty wide open field there as well. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited to talk both of these series as well. And uh, I think it's going to be going to be another fun show as we, uh, slowly wait for nascar to come back next week ever so slowly wait for nascar to come back and i, and I will say this to you too uh for the trucks we're running out of time i mean it's almost time for the regular season to be over so there's not yeah, a lot of time five, left. five races left in the regular season i think so it's getting down to crunch time for these guys like their their season is quickly approaching the end yeah so obviously like cody said we're going to be Actually, taking four four races left in the regular season yeah and they're back this week again after a, a little hiatus they'll be back in nashville with the xfinity and the the cup drivers so they're in action again this week uh, next week rather but yeah i mean i tell you right now it's that season is so short that you almost forget that it's that short yeah because you get i think it's 36 with cup i think xfinity's either 33 or 34 and then the trucks is only like 23 so it's much shorter than these other guys um, and yeah, it, it jumps up on you quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a blast. I, I think, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe this season that we've been following it a lot closer. Cause remember last season, we didn't really jump into trucks and Xfinity until, um, a few races in. I mean, I, I can't even remember. Yeah, it was... We were probably, gosh, I bet it was halfway through the season, even before we really started to, to dig into those. And even then we just had, we were still at one, I think we were at two shows at that point. One was the DFS show. And one was all three series. We just kind of crammed it all in there. A couple picks from each series. Now spending this whole season so far with an entire episode dedicated to the trucks, an entire episode dedicated to Xfinity, it's really opened things up and, and helps you get even deeper into it. And you really feel like you know what's going on. But what it also does, too, is it gives you the opportunity to see guys like Grant Enfinger, who made a start in Sonoma, right? Zane Smith. So when you when these guys come up to the cup series, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember Zane Smith. He won the truck series last year. Like I remember that because we covered that as well. Yeah, exactly. And it, you just get to know these guys better. Right. And then that can play into advantage of, okay, how could we bet on this guy? A guy like Zane Smith comes to Daytona and you don't know who he is. And you're like, Oh, I don't know. But where we look back in the truck series and we can say, okay, he's really good at super speedways and boom, he gets a top 10 in the Daytona 500. And it's like, okay. And then we bet on him this past weekend. Things didn't work out because of some pit road issues, but he was looking just fine before that. And Finger had a great day as well. That was good to see for him, especially with the way that 42 car has been running this season. But uh, yeah, it's been, uh, been been exciting to to follow along. And you get to, I've always followed these three series or these other two series pretty closely, but to be fully deep dove into them now, and you can see the future stars of NASCAR already. Like Zane Smith is a guy that's going to be in the cup series for probably many, many years coming up. And we've seen guys like Noah Gregson move up. And if you just watch the Cup Series, you're like, this Noah Gregson kid, like, it's kind of rough for this guy. Like, who? But you know, because we saw the talent last season, all those races he won, he was in the championship hunt, like everything. And you know, he's got what he's got underneath that driver's suit and inside that helmet. You just got to get him in a car that's that's capable of doing it in the Cup Series. 
Indeed. And he will at some point. Maybe Toyota will be a good. We'll talk about that in a second. I'm telling you right now, I'm excited about that news. But I'm also excited to tell you about Edge Boost because this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge is currently giving you up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool, especially in this episode and the episode before where we're breaking down futures bets. You don't want to tie up your money for months? That's fine. Edge Boost will allow you to use that extended bankroll, that increased bankroll that you get with that $2,500 in betting advances to get down and double down on some of these futures bets that we're about to give you. And plus, you can also use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Edge Boost is not a sleazy loan shark. I gave you the example before about keep your toes, go with Edge, right? Sign up with Edge. That's, That's what we want you to do. They charge zero interest. And I don't know if you know, but you know now a way that you can access more money to place bets on your favorite bet without paying any interest. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in just one place. Please support the SGPN, grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so we talked about it. There are obviously championship odds up for the Cup Series. Thankfully and finally, we got ourselves some Xfinity and some truck series odds as well. Um, and then, you know, you talked about going over. Uh, I liked how you set it up last uh, yesterday with the uh, kind of going over who is where and where the playoffs are with the trucks. Obviously, like we said, quickly approaching. Uh, this is uh, shaping up to be quite the race. Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at it right now, Corey Heim despite missing the last race, um, is still atop the regular season point standings. Um, he's been approved for a playoff waiver as well, so he is still eligible, although they don't have him. That's the weird thing about the way NASCAR does it, is they don't have him listed where he would be in the playoffs at this point. So I don't know... That doesn't, it's so weird. And then like, because he didn't race the last race, they take his number off the thing. It's strange. I, I don't completely understand that. So Haim is in, he's got a win. He's still the, the regular season points leader. He's going to have the waiver, the medical waiver. So I don't know where he would fig- factor into this. I guess I could try and, and find that information at some point, but uh, he's in at this point and basically locked in because he is uh, a winner and, with less races, it makes it easier to only have one win and be locked in in this uh, in this series. So Heim is in this mix somewhere. But uh, if the playoffs started today, the way that NASCAR has it listed, Christian Eckes would be the current leader. Then you have a tie with Grant Enfinger and Zane Smith. Zane Smith, defending champion. He's finished in the top two, three seasons in a row in the standings. Ben Rhodes, the champion from two seasons ago. He's in fourth. Carson Hosovar, Ty Majeski. Um, and I believe all of those drivers have at least a win, multiple wins in some cases. Um, Ty Majeski, did I just mention him? I think yeah, I and he have. he actually does he's, not have uh, a win. And he's so he does he's the okay. So he's the first one that doesn't have a win. Then Matt Crafton, a three-time champion. Uh, Stuart Friesen, our favorite Canadian driver, specifically. <laughs> Matt DiBenedetto is actually in the playoff. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> Matt DiBenedetto and Tanner Gray. Um, currently reside inside the playoffs, um, but on the bubble, only four spots or only four points out of that 
Nicholas Sanchez, um, and then 31 points back to Chase Purdy. Jake Garcia's 51 back. Ankrum, Carruth, Haley Deegan's about 100 points back. Starting to get a little, little farther out at that point. Um, but again, Gray, I, why, I, I hate how NASCAR lists this stuff. I'm going to track down Bob's Twitter and see if his is, looks any different on as far as where the standings are, just because um, Heim obviously is going to be in there. I don't, I don't know why they have it listed this way, but anyways. Yeah, that would definitely push that would definitely push Tanner Gray out of it for sure. Yeah. But Matt Benedetto hanging on to a playoff spot. If you were to, I mean, we didn't really predict him being much of a factor, but Matt Benedetto, one top five, six top tens, two DNFs, uh, no wins, obviously. So, I mean, again, it's it's just a matter of he was able to to accumulate enough top fives to sort of on top tens rather to get into the mix when everybody else in that in that vicinity has six, five, Grant Enfinger has seven, Eckes has six, Ben Rhodes has seven, Majeski has eight. So, I mean, the consistency factor of Matt DiBenedetto I, surprises, doesn't surprise his fans, but it definitely surprises me. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, exactly. And so looking at the way, that, at least that the owner points are with this 11 truck. Um, gosh, what, oh, here we go. Yes, look at that. Uh, Bob's got us. Bob's got us covered here. Heim is listed as the leader. He's got nine playoff points, so that would put him in third place. So it would be Eckes. No, it would be that would put him fourth. It'd be Eckes, Enfinger, Smith. Eckes has fourteen playoff points. Enfinger, Smith, uh, and then uh, 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 Corey Heim would be in fourth place. So just to to clear all that up, and then Tanner Gray would be currently seven points behind Matt DiBenedetto on the cut line on the bubble. Uh, well, I, and look, when you look at the top of that list, obviously the ones with multiple wins kind of cry out at you. And we'll obviously talk about their odds with Eckes and Enfinger and Smith all having two wins a piece. And with four wins in the regular season, I mean, that gives one of these guys an opportunity to get in. Now, obviously somebody's going to point in without getting a win because there's only four races left. And, uh, what is there? Six seats of uh, five seats available uh, with the uh, with just kind of open spots with nobody winning. Uh, you got before four, four spots four, actually four, because four, yes, yeah, when you add Heim in there, you've yep. got six winners that are locked in. There so it is. Yeah. so those guys are all locked in because they've got wins. Uh, assuming uh, I guess that somebody that doesn't have a win doesn't win the regular season title, which is not going to happen with. Grant, well, my actually, Ty Majeski is only one point out of the lead, so that is possible. I guess they're not technically all locked in just yet, but again, I would say you're fairly safe as far as having those those six different winners most likely going to be in the playoffs here. Yeah, uh, and and we've seen time after time that when you get to the final four of this, and obviously we're I think Zane Smith, this is where we want the uh, the to make the top four type of bets. Come on, books, we've. We've been crying about it. We're going to continue to cry about it. We want more of those. But you've got uh, Nashville, you've got Mid Ohio, you've got Pocono, and then you've got Richmond waiting for these truck drivers all all ahead of them before the playoffs. So you know, again, yeah, and I think that that's kind of a key too. There's no super speedways in there. You do have one road course. They're not racing at Chicago. Um, so for the most part, you have three fairly regular tracks in Nashville, Pocono, and Richmond. 
and then one road course tossed in there, but you're likely not going to see a bunch of surprise winners in that group. I mean, a guy like Majeski, you wouldn't be surprised to see him win. Obviously, he's likely going to be in the playoffs anyways. Um, Friesen could probably get a win at some point. Maybe Sanchez pulls one off. We've seen him be really fast at some places. Otherwise, kind of looking through this list, it'd be a shocker if you really got a different winner. Matt Crafton, maybe. Oh, come on. He he could pop up and grab one. You don't think he's always a fun long shot to place because he can (laughs) win. But I think at this point, I'd still even be surprised if he were to, to get a win. (laughs) <laughs> you're not a Matt Crafton believer. There's so many I, out there. You can't count him out though. That's the thing is like, and that's why if you do get him at 40 to one and stuff, it's always worth betting on him because he he's been around and he's been in this truck series for 23 seasons. He's got three championships. Like he's still in top tier equipment at Thor sport. He can get it done. We don't see it on a regular basis anymore as far as competing for the win, but they can play their cards properly and, and you, you can't count him out for sure. Uh, I, you can, you just do it at your own I don't risk. Think you I'm sure I'm just saying like it happens, but, uh, all right. You know what else you can't count out comfortability when it comes to shorts, it is getting to be the time of year where you're going to want to wear shorts and not just any shorts, folks, comfortable shorts, shorts that won't leave you feeling like a swamp shorts that will fit and make your legs look way more muscular than they probably should be and turn heads on every beach and every street you walk down. I don't know about you, but I wear shorts to get noticed. And mainly when they do that, they go, damn, those legs are hairy. And I will say, yes, they are. But people's eyes will be away from all that hair on my legs and onto my new bird dog's shorts when they come. My bird dog shorts will be khaki and fitted through the thigh to make people gaze there and not toward the hairiness that is my legs. Not only do bird dogs do that for you, but they also do the exact same thing as Lulimon, but they fit way better and they fit better than regular shorts too that are made of stiff and restricting cotton. Now bird dogs fixed all of your problems by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on your movement. Go run a marathon. Well, okay, maybe don't run a marathon. I don't know. Try it and let me know how it goes. Run a marathon of bird dogs. Now, if you get hurt, don't sue me. In fact, you know what? Take all this back. Editor, cut this all out. I don't want any, I don't want any liability if that happens. <laughs> bird dogs uses st- anti-stink sweat and wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Game changers in shorts. Who would have thought your life would have gotten better just by putting on a brand new pair of shorts? Uh, go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. If you needed more reason to do it, sign up now with birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You're not going to want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. I, uh, I actually got complimented on my calf the other day by an old lady. So Ooh. I think my wife is probably uh, happy I didn't have my, my bird dog shorts yet because Ooh, who she, knows what would happen in that case. But, she would have uh, been all over that. <laughs> mostly because I have a Husker tattoo and that's what she was commenting on. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was actually my legs, but if I was wearing those shorts. Oof, better watch out for, for them old ladies. <laughs> Grandma's love bird dogs. <laughs> Hey, we we have a grandma theme on the show, I guess. I, I, <laughs> Grandmas love the NASCAR gambling podcast. Grandmas love bird dog shorts. 
what more do you need, right? I mean, look, <laughs> we're, and we're I love my grandma, grandma, so like I, you know, right. it's it's a matter of of they love it too. So, <laughs> uh, all right, before we go completely off the oh, rails, yeah, let's let's <laughs> go over some. Uh, I know it's five o'clock somewhere, right? I I think this show condones us uh, having a drink or two on it. So, uh, <laughs> all right, it's let's, actually uh, almost five o'clock here. So there you go. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, all right. Truck odds. There are no surprises at the top. We talked a lot about him just a second ago. Obviously won the championship last year. And when you start talking about the levels of confidence that someone's going to win the championship, Zane Smith has pretty much got it on lock from the books. He is at plus 200 on Caesars to win the championship uh, for that. And if you go to bet MGM, he's also plus 200. And then the drop-off goes to Ty Majeski at plus 425 uh, on the books for Caesars plus 450 on MGM. So I, I just want to talk about those top two right there because obviously there's a substantial difference in, in a couple hundred points here between Zane, who obviously is the favorite, one of the strongest trucks this year. You can't you can't argue with that. Sitting third right now in the playoff standings. And then, of course, Ty Majeski, who has yet to win a race, has looked fast, but uh, at plus 425, is pretty sneaky. Yeah, so I think that that Zane sitting at plus 100 is probably accurate, right? It, he's the best driver in the best truck. He won the championship last season. He's been top two in three consecutive seasons. It's not not really a surprise. But you go and look at how the season's going. It started well for Zane. It's kind of trailed off here lately. I, I cannot. I would not bet this at only plus 200. I, I just think if you're going to take it at plus 200. Just wait and bet on him to win the race or, or to to win the championship at that point when they get to Phoenix. We've seen it in the past where the best driver in the best truck in John Harnimacek just two seasons ago didn't even make the final four because his playoffs went so horribly. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Zane. Likely he's going to be in there. There's a real good chance he ends up winning the title. But as far as odds are concerned, it's tough to make a case to actually want to bet on this at this price. Um, but... You can't blame the books for having it set at this price, and it's probably the appropriate price. If he was any more, we'd probably want to bet on him, right? So I think that they probably have labeled that perfectly. Um, and then really, I think that probably on the next handful of guys, one, two, three, four, five, I would say probably the next five guys is where you're going to make your deepest argument for the value is good on all of these guys at plus 450 or more. And you can make a solid argument for any of them to win. For Ty Majeski specifically, second place in the standings so far this season. He's had a very successful season. He's in a Thor Sport truck. We know these Thor Sport trucks can win championships. Rhodes did it a couple years ago. Crafton, I believe all three of his championships have come in Thor Sport trucks. Um, so it's again, he's he's shown that he can be one of the top drivers. So plus four fifty again. I think it's kind of a a pick your poison. Maybe you pick two out of these next five or six guys and just kind of sprinkle them in based on whichever guys you want. You know, I have my eye on one guy specifically who we'll be talking about next. I think I do. Uh, but I do want to give kind of, I want to paint a, a quick picture of the odds as well. And, and so you kind of talked about the next five or six guys. Uh, there is a line, a clear line in, especially <laughs> bet MGM, which man, this is, I, I mean, th they've laid this out perfectly. That's ex this is exactly how I see these tiers off like Zane Smith in a tier by himself. And then, like you're about to say, you have this next group of guys in a tier, 
and then it falls off a cliff. Yeah, and I mean, when we say it falls off a cliff, it legit falls off a cliff. There is a plus 700, right? So it ranges between plus 200 to plus 700 when you're, when you're talking about the triple digits there. And then all of a sudden, the next driver on that list is at plus 1600, more than two times the price on this. Now, I will say that's on BetMGM. On Caesars, it's a little bit... It's a little, little shallower of a, a little more shallow of a drop off. <laughs> such a deep dive. Yeah, but. it's it's plus eight hundred to plus twelve hundred is the drop off. But obviously, even that is still a clear line between the tiers where they think, like you just said, Zane right there by himself. Next couple of guys in that vicinity, and then the next guys and, are all long shots. And in that group, it's Ty Majeski, Corey Heim, Ben Rhodes, Grant Enfinger, Christian Eckes, like those. And I think that those are the guys that you can realistically make an argument to be the strongest cases to win the championship. I think there's other guys you can make a case for as we go farther down, and we will. But if you're going to pick a, a quote-unquote favorite, I think that you can take any of those guys and say, this guy really has a good, solid chance to win this. Yeah, and and that's kind of how it is uh, on race day as well. If you take a look at a lot of these, yeah. it's, a lot of these guys <laughs> are the ones that we're talking about who we think are going to win it, right? Ty Majeski at 450. Corey Heim at 450, Ben Rhodes at 600, Enfinger at 600, and Eckes at 700. That is that is the list. And so, you know, when we're when we're talking about guys to win the championship, that is your B tier, I guess, or A A plus or A minus tier, however you want to put it. But I, I know Cody, you want to talk about Corey Heim because that's exciting for you. you. Know I do. Plus 450, <laughs> uh, that could be something, especially if he ends up winning another race. Yeah, absolutely. Love Corey Heim here. Uh, again, he's missed a race, and he's still the regular season points leader. So that right there goes to show you what you need to know. These Tricon trucks are fast. We know that. Um, they, they've shown a lot of speed. Um, they've been good in the past when they when it was David, David Gilliland racing. Now that they're the top Toyota team, they, they still have been very good. Corey Heim has been fantastic. Two wins last season in a short. I think he only ran 16 races. Won the Rookie of the Year. It doesn't seem like the pressure gets to him, right? He's already got wins this season. He's got a win, I think, this season. Uh, yes, just one win. But in that race, beat Kyle Busch to get it. It was rain-shortened, yes, but stayed ahead of him for a long time at Martinsville, and Bush finished second. It's not like Bush was 20th or anything like that. So held him off, got the win there. Um, and again, even missing a race is still the points leader. I love Corey Heim week in and week out. I talk about him a lot on this show. I think he is is ready to be a champion. I think he could win it, and he's already gotten my bet. I bet him a couple of weeks ago, I think at plus 500 or so, and, and now even after missing a race, he's still only plus 450. So Corey Heim is the guy that I would for sure, out of all of these guys, I have already placed, and if I hadn't yet, I would be placing a bet again on Heim to win this title, especially at plus 450. I think that it's not a for sure thing that he's going to be in the final four, of course, but I think when you look at this group, like he's got, I would say next to Zane Smith, I would say he has the next best odds of being in the top four, uh, in my opinion. And so when you have a guy that's that good, that's likely going to get there, why not have that plus 450 ticket on him now? Because you're not going to get that once they're in Phoenix. Yeah, and and really, to me, between Ty Majeski and Corey Heim, the fact that Ty does not have a win on him, it, it that's the thing that scares me the most. He hasn't won yet this season, and it's he's had plenty of opportunities. He's had some fast trucks. He's just been caught up in some problems. And and you know, when a season starts to go like that, if you can't get a win, and and somebody's already got two, then it makes me wonder. Well, what's what's going on with you? 
And why can't you get and, a win? But and I will say too. I mean, you go back to last year's championship race. There was four guys, and with ten laps left in that race, they were one, two, three, four. It was that close. Majeski ended up spinning out and having a horrible finish in that race. But that's how close the championship was. It wasn't like Zane Smith just went and ran away with it and owned everyone. Uh, that definitely wasn't the case. All four guys had a chance at that late. Um, and honestly. Ben Rhodes might have won that had it not been for his teammate Majeski spinning out late. Um, so I think that, that that is of note as well when you talk about betting on Zane at plus 200. Well, and you kind of said it right there. Ty Majeski spun out when it counted most. So, yeah, I mean, true, you know, true. that's that's the only thing that stops me. That, he did. That uh, his his wins last season, he, he struggled all, like, all season. It was like, he's so close. He's so close. He's so close. Then he rattled off two wins late. They were deep in the playoffs to get him locked in. He was the first driver locked into the final four. Um, so that that could come into play if you want to make an argument towards betting him. He was the first one to lock himself in last year. He's good at those types of tracks late in the year. Um, I believe Martinsville is still the race before the uh, the championship for the Truck Series guys as well. No, it's not. Just kidding. Rich Homestead, Miami. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as like before oh. the champ, just lock yourself completely into the Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, Homestead. But, and man, Talladega is in that final round of eight too. Such a wild card that could really, really screw someone out of a championship bid. That's uh, kind of an underrated piece to that final, that elite eight round of of uh, the championship uh, chase for the trucks. Yeah, definitely. I I'm looking forward to that one as well. Look, if I was going to do anything, I would lean a little toward Endfinger at plus six hundred. Uh, it it's it's sort of a now it feels like a no-brainer type of a bet, right? Because we've seen him win two races. I know you're still not on the end finger train all the way, but I, I just feel like this is one of those seasons where the attention is elsewhere. The attention is on Heim. The attention is on Majeski. The attention is on Smith. And end finger, every time he's running up front, it sounds like the announcers are surprised. They're like, oh, hey, and look, at there's a 23 truck. And I'm like, well, yeah, look at that 23 truck. He's already won two races. Why, what more does he need to prove this season that he's actually uh, deserving to be in there? He got a chance at a cup ride because of how well he's done. And I think this season, if there was anybody that could dethrone Zane, uh, I think it, it could be Grant Enfinger, especially at 600. I mean, I, I feel like there's a, a decent value in speculating on him to, to come through for you and, and, and maybe win a championship this year. First of all, his name is Grant MacArthur Finger or Grant MacArthur and Finger, which that is a great middle name. MacArthur, MacArthur as your middle name. First of all, that's wonderful. Just noticed that as I was looking at his Wikipedia page here. But um, yeah, and he also, he's 38 years old. I didn't I know he'd been around a long time. I didn't realize that he was that old for I mean, not, that's not that old, obviously, but for a race car. Driver, Put him in a retirement home already, he's, Cody. He's, Damn. He's, 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 he's about ready to, to hang it up right <laughs> now, but he's made the final four before in 2020. Um, so he can get there. He did finish fourth that year, but he's definitely a guy you can't count out. I mean, we've seen him get two wins already this season, which a lot of these other guys haven't got. Zane Smith, I think, is the only other guy with two wins on the season. Even Heim and Majeski don't have that. So definitely a guy you can't count out at six to one. I think the arguments there for him, Ben Rose also six to one, another guy you can't count out won the championship two seasons ago. If you have not seen his post race press conference, he's just absolutely hammered and it is the greatest thing you've ever seen. Go look that up on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But, um, and again, last season, 
had a chance to win it back-to-back until his teammate spun late. It cost him, and Zane Smith ends up getting the trophy. But at plus 600 for a guy that's done it recently and almost did it back-to-back seasons, um, he's so it's so weird with him because we just talked about it a couple weeks ago, right? He'd been having a rough season. Things weren't going his way. He obviously listened to the show and said, fuck you guys, and went out and won that week uh, and shut everybody up. But that's the thing with him is like, he can just jump up and do it. He's got the talent. He's in the equipment. Again, like you can make the argument for all of these guys in this range. There's there's nobody that you can count out, to my opinion, even on the Cup Series side of the things. Zane Smith, I guess, is the one guy I'm not going to bet on just because of where the odds are. Like on the Cup Series side of things, it was, you know, it's a tougher road for certain guys and different things. But for the Truck Series, I would say all of these top what is it six guys top two yeah top seven yeah top six guys i you can't i can't fault you for betting on any of them all right and even ekis the one that we kind of have left out on there plus 700 yeah. on bet mgm ekis is he's also been, 800 on man on he has been caesars impre- does he have two wins also he actually? does he yes he does two. yes so yeah he has been very impressive especially in this uh this McAnally 19 truck like not necessarily something we've always seen before from this truck um, so again, a guy that you can't count out. Um, I was trying to see, I don't think he's made, he's eighth place, actually the best he's ever finished in the truck series title fight. And that was even in a Thor sport truck, which was interesting, but it does seem like he's a different driver this year. As far as uh, he's got a fire lit under him. I mean, he lost his job at Thor sport kind of unceremoniously, right? They kind of dumped him to bring Haley Deegan in. He was left without a ride kind of slid into this McAnally ride last second and he's shown up and had speed. He's one of the fastest trucks almost each and every week. So uh, again, just another guy, you cannot count any of these guys out. Um, and again, from this group, Zane is the one I would not bet on. Uh, Heim is the one that I for sure would bet on. And then it's pick your poison between Majeski Rhodes and finger Eckes. I think that you just pick any of those guys and bet on them. I don't even know which one I would lean towards next because they're all so close in my opinion. Yeah, and for me, like I said, if I was to lean anywhere, it probably would be Grant Enfinger. I just feel like he he pops up. And and like I said, everybody on the on the broadcast is always surprised that he's running around the front when he runs around the front. And it's just like, okay, well, that that's the sign of a guy that's gonna be there at the end, I think. And and if he's there at the end, like you said, Cody, last time all four of these guys we're all together in that in that pack, and any one of them could have ended up winning. So, uh, like you said, I think I think you just pick your poison and and go with that. Now, as far as the drop off is concerned, it's kind of warranted. I mean, and I'll look at BetMGM where the drop off is steeper. Uh, you got Carson Hosevar at sixteen to one, Friesen at twenty to one, Crafton at twenty to one, Sanchez at twenty five to one, Tanner Gray at thirty to one, Matt Benedetto at fifty to one, like. Purdy at 50 to one. And then the rest of them, you just can't, I, there's no way I, I could even try to give you anybody else down there. Cause these 70, 75 to ones, <laughs> these 200 to ones, uh, I, I don't think they're, they're worth even mentioning, but out of those, I think that the stop, the stopping point would be Matt to Benedetto since he is in the playoffs right now. So, um, I mean, what say you on any of these guys? Yeah, I mean, Hosevar, talk about guys that are that are going to have a future in the Cup Series, right? Hosevar is one of those guys, a great young talent. He's progressed a lot this season, for sure. Is he a champion yet? I don't see it. I, I don't think he is yet in the future. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back for the Truck Series, which I think he's going to the Xfinity Series. 
I think he'll be in the number eight car for Junior Motorsports next year. We'll see how that pans out. But I don't think he's a champion just yet. 16-1, to you can make the argument, right? He's pretty much locked in. But I'm not going to take that just yet. Friesen, talk about old guys, right? He's 39. He's been around a long time. Uh, His best finish is a fourth place. He's made that Final Four before in 2019. 20-1, a guy that you can't ever count out, right? And he can jump up and have good weeks. He's a, a sly veteran. We've kind of seen a little bit of a bump from him lately since the crew chief change. At 20 to 1, he's probably the the longest shot that I'd be willing to place my money on. Um, and of this group, I would say he's probably the guy that I would place the the long shot bet on. Yeah, because I mean, again, Matt Benedetto, the fact that he's probably gonna be in the playoffs is a surprise in and of itself. But Again, you gotta you gotta prove that you're a championship contender, and really the only people so far that I feel like have proven that championship contender are the same ones that the books agree uh, that have, have been championship contenders. Because I can't I can't say Nick Sanchez is going to make enough waves over the last four races to make me think that he's going to win a championship. Same can be said about Matt Crafton. I, I, I even to me like Matt Crafton, you can't count him out, but. You almost yeah, can't at this if, point. If Crafton was like 40 to 1, maybe you throw a flyer just because he's good enough, but he's kind of hanging. He's 20 to 1 also, and it's like, I just don't, I don't believe enough that he's still got enough left in him. Obviously, he can get it done. He's done it three times before. Sanchez in a very fast truck, right? We know that those those KBM trucks, well, he's, and he's technically, I think, in the motorsports, but it's a KBM truck. We know they're fast. We know he's been good, but he's still young. He's unproven. I don't think he's championship quality yet. Tanner Gray, again, I think kind of the same thing there. I'm sad that Taylor is not listed on here for some reason, but uh, I don't think that he's going to win it either, so it's fine. And then, yeah, I mean, to Benedetto, at 50-1, to 1, you you could toss it out there for sure just because he's a cup, former Cup Series guy. He's been having an impressive season. That's still a very small team. You still do have, what is it, 14 races left in the season. That's a long grind. When it gets down to the playoff crunch time, they're not going to have the manufacturer backing these other guys have. They don't have all the resources these other guy have. I don't see De Benedetto quite making that run just yet with this this smaller team. Yeah, and again, it's just not something I'm willing to to throw any sort of anything at because that's too much for me to want to. Uh, and and I've especially when you watch him. Yeah, it is that. Now that's a guy. And- that that the when the well that's what I'm saying that's a guy that when he's running up front and the broadcasters like oh look at Matt Matt Benedetto I'm like oh yeah oh look at Matt Benedetto I'm like how oh, the hell yeah. did he get he up there do? yeah how's he gonna mess it up though is always the next question yeah like, he he really really makes a lot of mistakes and champions don't make mistakes like that so I think it's it is a pretty tough again at fifty to one if you want to throw a little bit on it as a flyer just because at this point he is in the playoffs although he's the last truck on the cutoff line. Um, just to have money on on one of them. And the only, again, in this series, only 10 guys make the playoffs compared to where you have 16 in the Cup Series. So, but I, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't see De Benedetto getting it done. Nope. Me either. Uh, all right. I feel like that's a good place to leave the Truck Series. I think we've given out our opinions on that. Let's turn our attention to the Xfinity Series. But first, let me thank each and every one of you who have watched on YouTube over the course of the last few months here as we have rolled out our video presence and just uh, made a, a YouTube appearance for this show. Thank you to each and every one of you that have commented, that have liked, that have subscribed, that have shared the video to all of your friends. 
that have put it on in your grandmother's housing units and shown all of her friends because as we know not only do grandmas love bird dog shorts but they also love the nascar gambling podcast and we love you guys for it so uh, appreciate all that as well please continue to do that we want to see this channel grow we want to see this show continue to grow and it only happens if you are proactive with the youtube channel like we know you can be and i will shut up and move on to the next part of this show hey everybody if you play fantasy football especially in auction leagues and or you're a whiskey fan yes exactly check out the sports gambling podcast fantasy football channel show old-fashioned football coming to you every tuesday morning give us a listen we'll bring you the latest fantasy football data including the injury report studs and duds waiver wire targets and suggested fab market movers after all we are the marks he is my hubby and she's jay mark's wifey and we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. As we move... Oh, yeah, what? Yeah. No, I was... I was just wait, I, I jumped, I false start. Apologies. Flag <laughs> on the play. Cody's false start. We restart again. I got... I got a little too excited there and uh, and jumped offside. Editor, cut all that stuff out too. You know, it's funny. I'm the editor and I ain't cutting any of it out. Uh, <laughs> all right. So as we move up a series to the Xfinity series, uh, this one, it, 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 I don't know. This one is a lot more wide open, in my opinion, than the trucks uh, as far is, as... It is weird. Yeah. It's just, it is kind of a, a strange... It's a strange an odd combination of of guys so yeah. we'll set it up here john hunter nemechek current points leader for the regular season also the uh why i do not understand how nascar does this i guess so, okay so john hunter nemechek would be the points leader if the playoffs started today i believe because he would get that bonus points although currently he has less bonus points than austin hill i don't know i'm just reading off of nascar and that's my that's my fault because nascar's not the best at their own information but anyways john arnemachek leads the, the playoff standings austin hill second justin allgaier third uh cole custer in fourth chandler smith in fifth sammy smith in sixth all six of those guys currently have wins josh berry sits in seventh jeb burton in eighth jeb has a win sheldon creed in ninth sam mayer in tenth riley herbst in 11th and Mr. Bleep himself in 12th. Um, and then 18 points out of the cutoff line, Parker Kligerman, Brandon Jones. Surprisingly, Brandon Jones only 27 points outside of the playoffs currently. That's that's possibly the biggest shock of the year because it seems like he's just had the worst season ever. But Brett Moffitt, 70 points out. Ryan Sieg, 77. Parker Retzloff, 98. You're kind of getting, getting a little bit farther down the list there. Um, as far as guys that are, are pretty far out of the points as they run. Uh, 12 drivers make the playoffs in the Xfinity series, and they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve races left in their regular season. So they've got the most um, races left before their playoffs actually start because their playoffs uh, don't start until Bristol in september kansas is actually their cutoff race um, but there is a daytona race there is four road courses still left in the regular season uh, one of those being the chicago street race 
Atlanta, another super speedway that's in here. Um, so there's a lot of wrinkles left in the Xfinity Series regular season over these 12 races. Yes, but again, I think the landscape is not necessarily as uh, crazy as it sounds because of those drivers that you read off, I mean, 13 of them essentially have any sort of anything for me. Uh, once you get past Brandon Jones and into the Brett Moffitts, the Ryan Sieg's, as much as you love Ryan Sieg, telling you right now it's not i don't think God, it's a he's 150 to one how can you not place that bet? i Come mean on. you can't hey, we saw a ryan seed car win last week they finally got that win they did he's gonna win coming up at one of these super speedways where i bet him every time they go to one or a road race because yeah. that one's the road yeah. course champion he's, now yeah exactly okay but to make the playoffs i may bet that but not to win the I, championship. again this is where they should have odds for that because i would fully bet ryan Sieg to make the playoffs because i think that he would win one of the uh, the super speedway races coming up, and he's currently what did I say he is? He's seventy seven points out, so yeah. you would get pretty decent odds on that. Yeah, give I, us the option books. Come on, I mean we have to come up with our own. I'm telling you right now that that's that's the By way, the way this MGM the only book right now that has Xfinity Championship odds out. Kudos. Why they're the only ones I don't know, but shout out to MGM. Thanks for having this, or we wouldn't even be able to talk about this this week because even up to yesterday we were kind of wondering. Are we just going to have to do the truck episode solo? Are we going to have Xfinity to even talk about this week? Luckily, MGM coming in clutch for us. But, but what again, what are we doing, people? We live in a day and age where it should be instantaneous. We should have it now, but oh well. At least we do have it for BetMGM. Yes, shout out to you guys as well. But yeah, to continue the point, I mean, there's only like, like I said, 13 drivers that I would even concentrate on. No rest laugh, no Grala, no Clements, no Williams, no Alfredo. So... We'll just we'll just focus on those thirteen drivers then, and, and kind of give you the lay of the land. And this is actually a a shorter of a uh, of a tier, I guess, than the truck series, where obviously uh, Zane Smith sat at the top. The odds are more gradual, at least for the first. There is more. still a drop off point, I guess, which is an interesting. We'll get into it. It's an interesting spot to drop off. I don't necessarily agree with this as much as uh, as the other series. Well, and that's the thing, too, where we're starting to get names where we actually like to bet on, and so, you know, we get there. So, John Hutchinemachek sitting at plus 300. Cole Custer at plus 450. Austin Hill at plus 450. Allgaier at 500. Barry at 700. That is, that is I guess, the tier A in this instance. Those five yeah, drivers. That's kind of your five elite guys at this point. I mean, these are all veteran guys. They've been around. Yeah, that's your that's your core five, I would say. Yeah, and and it, it just shows. I mean, obviously in the standings, and it shows in the wins in the win column uh, with all of these guys holding at least a win. Right, Austin Hill has three, Nemechek has two, uh, Allgaier has one, Custer has one. So all these guys have wins already. So obviously they are except, locked except in the playoffs. Barry, but, oh, except for Barry, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, this, Barry can't get one. Likely common. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna get there. We got you like you said, got some road courses, got some super speedways. I'm sure that eight car will find its way into victory lane. So of those, which one do you represent the best value? So I think again, I hate to just be hating on the favorites for all these, but John Hernemacek at plus three hundred, again, not a guy I would really bet on. Does he have the best car? Yes. Is he the best driver? Yes. Did that team win the championship last year? Yes. That's a lot of check boxes in the yes thing. But he was the best driver in the best truck in the truck series the last two seasons, and he didn't even make the final four in either season. He won the regular season championship going away two years ago, 
and didn't even make the final four. I don't know if Denny Hamlin's been rubbing off on him in the in the Gibbs department or, or what's going on. Rubbing off on him. That's probably not maybe not the right way to put that, but <laughs> oops. Uh anyways. Sorry, Grandma. I don't know. <laughs> Editor, cut that out. <laughs> Jesus. You got some work to do after the show, Rod. Oh, I ain't doing so, any of it. These guys are gonna hear it all. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's just, uh, it's like, he's allergic to, to the championship four even. And, and so I, I don't know that I would trust betting on him at plus 300, uh, Cole Custer. I mean, going into the season to get him at plus 450, you probably would have thought was crazy because he was going to win 10 races and just blow this series away dominating. And that hasn't been the case. I still don't trust him enough to bet on him. Hill at plus 450. I do trust him enough to bet on him. We've seen how consistent he is. He's a championship level guy. Um, and he can just, uh, much like a Kevin Harvick, like he can consistency his way to the final four and then get it done in that type of race uh, in a one-off at the end. Justin Allgaier would probably be the guy in this group that I would put my money on at five to one. He's a veteran of the sport. He's been around a long time, um, and he's really good at Phoenix. You go back and you look at his history at Phoenix. He's got multiple wins there. Um, he has got so many top five finishes at that track. I can't even count them all. It's, it's a crazy amount. He's very good at Phoenix. Um, and JRM, despite the struggles that they've had early in the season, which is funny because if you look at like all season, he's been a top three car, like most weeks overall, it seems like, right. And that was still where we were talking about. They were struggling before they finally got his win a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, uh, they had three cars in the championship four last season. Now, they didn't win the title even with three cars in the final four, but allgaier has been there time and time again. Uh, he's an Xfinity staple. He's been in the series a long time. We know he can get wins. The championship has eluded him, I guess, much like a Denny Hamlin, like a Mark Martin, right? Or he's been around a long time. He's always been competitive. He's always been up there, but hasn't quite gotten it done. But he's the type of guy I could see getting it done. Um, and so I think he's probably the guy in this group that I would bet on. Josh Berry at seven to one. There is some value there. It's been a little bit of a rough start to the season for him. Although again, not completely super rough, um, but he, it's been up and down for sure. Uh, at seven to one, if he gets on a roll, you won't see that number later on. So you could make the argument that this would be the best value you would find on him most likely this season. Um, so I do kind of like that as well. But I would say for me, it's between Hill, Allgaier, and Barry. And if I was going to pick one of those guys, I would probably take Allgaier. Well, I'm with you on that one. You know my love for Allgaier and my my staunch defense of JRM all season long because I am a softie for them and and I like them a lot. But to your point though about Allgaier and uh, and Phoenix in his 26 starts, he's got nine top fives, 17 top tens, and two wins total. His average finishing position there is nine and a half. You look at some of his playoff spots. 22 races at Bristol, he does have a win. 10 top fives, 14 top tens. Uh, that is the first in the round of 12. And then you move on to Texas, uh, where he's made 25 starts, 5 top fives, 13 top tens. I mean, he, he finishes well at all of these playoff races. Um, so definitely can't count him out of any of this, uh, especially at Charlotte, two 21 races, one win, six top fives, 12 top tens, two poles. Yeah, if I were to take somebody in that group, I would take Allgaier, uh, especially at his 5-1. to one. But, and to your point about John Hunter Nemechek as well, 
I think you made the same uh, argument with Zane Smith. You might just start taking him to win races because it's odds will be better to win races than to hold on to that championship ticket for that long. You'll get instant return should he win instead of waiting for uh, you know a month, two months to get the same what you'd be getting that week. Yeah, and I think I guess the the main thing or point to hammer on on it hating on all these favorites like. It's not hating on them. They all deserve to be the favorite. Like Larson should be the favorite. Zane Smith should be the favorite. John Hunter should be the favorite. It's just that they're not so much better and just blowing away the competition so much on a week-to-week basis that you just have to hammer them. Like, they're the best team. Even the Chiefs and the Bills don't always win the Super Bowl, right? It, even though they're the best team, the Patriots didn't always win the Super Bowl during that run, and that's what makes it hard in any sport to take the favorite to win the championship because yeah, they should win it. If they win it, nobody's going to be surprised. You're not going to be shocked, but there are so many things that can happen, especially in this format. This isn't make it to the Super Bowl and beat the other team. This is make it to an all out four guys go in the ring and one leaves with the championship. Anything can happen in those types of situations. And I think that just makes it so much more open. And if you want to take these favorite guys, it's almost like you just wait at these numbers that they're at and you say, how could I play this in that final four race? Or you wait. Maybe John Hunter goes through a string where he has a couple of DNFs. Maybe these road courses don't necessarily go his way or he wrecks out early on these super speedways and that number slips a little and that's when you jump on it. But when they're at the top of their game right now and hitting everything, well, and even Larson and Smith aren't at the top of their game and they're still at you know their odds up here. So going to be hard to get any of these guys it's just hard to make a case value-wise as to putting the bets on these these top guys at the very top of the list. And, and let's not get it, let's not confuse it at all, too. These books are smart, and they protect themselves against the type of, of bets that people bet on favorites because they know that if it does come out on top, if that driver does end up winning, they're out a lot of money if you offer it at two juicy of a price right if if john hunter nemechek is at plus 450 plus 500 plus 600 and he goes out and wins well now you're paying out a lot of tickets right you've 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 lost yourself a lot of money as a book so i mean i know as much as we as as uh, as people that like to make picks like to pounce on the books when they make mistakes they like to protect themselves and that's why they offer these at such low prices because they know obviously the odds are that it's going to happen. That's why we yeah. say the odds Literally, are. Literally, the, the odds are, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's an amazing thing. Uh, all right. So those are the top tier. That's that's that, uh, I guess, tier A for us. Tier B belongs to uh, a few different drivers, and two Smiths are in that one. Smith and Smith. The law firm of Smith, Smith, and Creed uh, make up the next three drivers in this one. Sammy's, that actually might be a real place. It sounds I, hey, very legit. I would like that. The, the law firm of Smith, Smith, and Creed. Sammy Smith and Chandler Smith both at 10 to 1. Uh, I don't know how that happened. And then Sheldon Creed sits there at 12 to 1. These three cars are snake bitten, and that's the trouble with these. Right, and I know you have love for all three of them, as I do. I hold Sheldon Creed near and dear to my heart, but I, I keep seeing that guy get his heart broken every week, man. Betting on Sheldon Creed is asking for heart. <laughs> Even at twelve it to really one, is. yeah. I mean, so you can make the argument for Creed. We know he he's good, right? We know he's fast. We know he can get up there. He just can't finish. If all of a sudden things start clicking for him, watch out because he's very dangerous, right? And I think. I'm pretty sure he won a truck series championship 
a couple of seasons ago. Maybe we can vet that. But uh, we know that he can be very good, right? And so I think the case can be made for him at 12 to 1. But you're also inviting the heartbreak because every time you bet on him, oh, he's having a great race. Here it comes. He's finally going to get it done. And every single fucking time something bad happens to him. And it's just like, my goodness. For uh, Sammy Smith at 10 to 1, the one thing I want to highlight, they've been to Phoenix already once this season. He led 92 laps and won that race. That has to play into thinking about if he can find his way into the final four. It's been up and down, right? He's had some a mixed bag of results, but he's had some very good races. He's He's got the win at Phoenix. He finished fourth at Coda. He finished second at Martinsville. By the way, Martinsville is the race before Phoenix to get into the championship. He comes out and has back-to-back good races. You know, he runs second or wins that Martinsville race like he ran really good there um, in the first race. That that momentum carries over into the championship race. I think Sammy Smith, he's very young, and that's kind of the biggest thing that would hold you back. But you go back and look at the last couple of seasons and these championship-winning cars, what stable have they come out of? It's been the Joe Gibbs stable, right? Last season, it was the 54 and Ty Gibbs. Was the season before was that was the 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 number 11 at the time he was number 18 season I believe right where uh, yeah it was where Daniel Hemrick beat out Austin Sindrick in oh, the championship race and but I mean I'm just saying so so Joe Gibbs has won this championship with two different guys and one of those guys being the guy who's currently in the 11 car his only ever career win was that championship race but I think that that alone makes Sammy Smith much worth betting on 10 to one. And I, I will be in Iowa next week and I will be placing a lot of these bets and Sammy Smith is going to be one of those bets. Um, and, and then Chandler Smith, again, it's a young guy. We've seen the flashes from him as well, right? He's had very fast cars at times is calling a championship level car. I don't know. Uh, AJ Allmendinger won the regular season championship last year, right? wasn't really around when it came championship time. I don't know if the college organization can get it done with their focus on the cup series and everything at this point. Um, so I don't know that I would take him, but I think you can make the argument for these guys again, Creed, we could look back and be like, man, can you believe we got him at 12 to one before he started clicking? Because if it starts hitting for Creed, it's going to start hitting. Like if he gets a win and he gets that monkey off his back, he could win five races by the end of the season. Like, it could add up that quickly for Creed. He's he's that close to getting there. And once he punches through, we've seen it time and time again, right? It's it's the Casey Canes, it's the Chase Elliott's, even the Bill Elliott's like they finish second and they finish second and they finish second and and they're so close and they're so close. And then they win and it's like, holy shit, they win and they win and they win and they win. And it, we've been there, except except with the guy we were just talking about a minute ago that only has his one career win. But that's that's a different story. Uh, so again, I think you can make the case for all three of these guys, but Sammy Smith is a guy that I, I would for sure be betting on at ten to one. I just I don't know. I mean, again, to me, it's a matter of with these three guys, the heartbreak is there. I mean, there's not there's so much of of you getting excited about betting on these guys on a weekly basis, only to watch something terrible happen to them and and you know like you said i mean look sammy smith is a kid like chandler smith is a kid not to say the kids can't win this championship but yeah Wait, you know, ty gibbs that was he looked like he's 11 well 
He won last year. Like right? I said, I mean, can confirm I am taller than him. I doubt, I know <laughs> yes, that for exactly. sure. Uh, so it just, and I think, again, that is the biggest concern with, uh, and even not so much even Creed. Creed doesn't, I don't know how old Creed is, but he is not, he's got time in the truck series. Like he's been around, but with Smith and Smith, the brothers Smith and Smith, it, it is the, the age is the concern, but those Joe Gibbs cars are rockets. Like Sammy Smith is fast every week. Again, if he can put together enough good results in the playoffs and get there, he's so good at those last two tracks, he could get it done, I think. Chandler Smith, or Sheldon Creed, rather, the 2020 Cup or Truck Series champion. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's move off of those guys. I think a case has been made for them. Uh, this next one, I think what we can do is we can go about as far down as the books kind of let us go uh, without laughing at us. Uh, and that's Sam Mayer at 20 to 1, Brandon Jones at 25 to 1, Riley Herbst at 25 to 1, uh, Mr. at 30 to 1, uh, Parker Kligerman at 50 to 1, and then I'll take the last guy with a win, Jeb Burton at 60 to 1. Because after that, you get to so Brett Moffitt's at 100 I think to 1. You take, you take Burton off, I don't think Burton can win the championship. Even Kligerman at 50 to 1, uh, that team's got a ways to go, I think. But the, the case can be made. Uh, and I think for all of these guys, well, let's let's just go through them, I guess. So Sam Mayer at 20 to 1, I think there's definitely value there. Again, you're in a junior motorsports car, and we've seen flashes from Mayer. Uh, and gosh, I feel like he did really good at Phoenix, too. I'll have to look that up quickly. But uh, um, but uh, Sam Mayer, I, I think, is definitely worth a look at. He finished 11th at Phoenix, I guess, so it wasn't that great. But um, at 31st at Martinsville, oof, rough. That's I'm looking at. Oh, yeah, that is this year. Whatever. Uh, but, but Sam Mayer, I, I think at, in a junior motorsports car at 20 to 1, you could say the same thing about Brandon Jones at twenty five to one, but it's been a very rough season for Brandon Jones. I, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far on him. Mayor's shown flashes, right? He's been close to a couple of wins. He's been really fast at places. I think he could get it done. Brandon Jones, I'm just completely out on. Herbst at twenty five to one. My heart wants to take it, right? And we saw it early in the season. He's got to get a win first before we start talking about a championship, though. And, and I'm not ready. I don't think Herbst is a is a championship guy. Number eleven, <laughs> yes, that guy at thirty to one. He was the most unlikely champion two seasons ago. Even in the final four, he was the most underdog of them all. Cindric should have easily won that title. One of the greatest finishes in NASCAR history. They bumped coming to the line, and he scooted ahead of him and got the championship. The only time he's ever won, despite being in super fast Gibbs cars weeks in and weeks out. He's not in a Gibbs car anymore. He's in a colleague car. He'll finish 12th at Phoenix like he does most weeks. Not going to bet on him, mostly because he's cost me a lot of money, <laughs> and I don't like betting on him. Kligerman, I think 50-1 to 1 is the last guy that I can make a case for. He's run fairly consistent when he's had a car that doesn't break down, right? He's, he's pretty good week in and week out. Go to these road courses, he's pretty decent. Go to other tracks, he's pretty decent. Are they a championship-level team? Probably not. And when you're going to stack them up against Joe Gibbs cars, when you're going to stack them up against JRM, when you're going to stack them up against RCR, I don't think that big machine is quite ready to win a championship yet. 50-1, to 1, if he makes the Final Four, it'd be nice to say, hey, shit hits the fan, and he pulls off something like number 11 did a couple years ago. You got the ticket, so I could see placing it. 
but you're probably really stretching it at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're definitely stretching it at that point. <laughs> I mean, you're not stretching it as much as, like, a let's say, a Jeffrey Earnhardt at 1,000 to 1 or a Brendan Poole That's at 1,000 to 1. Save, just save your money. Why even offer? Why Why even a well, who? I mean, you know what it is? I, I'll tell you what it is. It's for that one person out there on Twitter that wants to place that bet, like place a $10 Jeff, bet on... Jeffrey on, Earnhardt's mom is probably betting on that. Yeah, so. and, and they want they want to be able to hold that ticket up when when it's uh, when it comes time and it actually happens, it goes. See, I knew all along. It's like no, you just got lucky and bet a pretty long, long, long shot. No research tells you so, Jeffrey Earnhardt's going to win a championship. So I'm looking back at, at Kligerman's season, and I'm actually going to take back everything nice I said. It's not <laughs> like his good finishes though have been on on specialty tracks, right? He had fourth at Atlanta Super Speedway. Uh, he had a third at Talladega, Super Speedway. He had a fifth at Sonoma, Road Course. Those are his only good finishes. Like, he had an eighth at Richmond. That's okay. Tenth at Auto Club. Eleventh at Vegas. Fifteenth at Phoenix. Like, But you got to be top five if you're going to win a championship. You yeah, can't be. Yeah, you can't be. Yeah, so I, I don't even think placing a bet on Kligerman is worth it. I, I guess my heart makes me feel like he's been doing better than he has. He's been okay, but he's not, he's not competing with these top level teams. And so uh, I don't think that he's even worth betting. So I think that, that really Sam Mayer at 20 to one is probably the only quote unquote long shot I'm entertaining. I I mean, yeah, with Jones, with Herbst, with the number 11 in Kligerman, it's, it's, I don't think those guys have what it takes to be the champion this year. Yeah, and and like I said, if it's not a top a tier A driver, I'm not. I don't know if I want to touch it because it just. I know that crazy things can happen. I know that guys can get themselves in, and and any given Saturday they can slide into a a, a good finish and move on, or they can end up winning a, a super speedway to move on. But uh, it just we've seen these top four or five cars be the dominant cars week in and week out, whether it's a road course, whether it's a super speedway, whether it's a mile and a half, whether it's a short track. These guys have been the ones getting it done all season long. And if somebody sneaks up and grabs it, more power to them. But I'm more willing to be a a, a more conservative investor of a championship in Xfinity rather than trying to toss out a, yeah, I, a three uh, 300 to one on Jeffrey Clements. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, I, I think that your champion is likely one of these top five guys, right? It's likely Nemechek, Custer Hill, Allgaier, Barry. But I think that it could be Sammy Smith. It could be Sheldon Creed. It could be Sam Mayer. But as their odds suggest, those guys are definitely longer shots. Like uh, most likely a majority of your final four is coming out of those top four guys. Yeah. And I, and like I said, I completely agree with you and the books agree with us as well. Um, I know there'll probably be a lot of people out there talking and banging the door for a Riley Herbst, for a number 11, trying to, to make a case for either one of those. And if it happens, it happens, and I'll be wrong, and I'll be okay with being wrong on yeah, that end. That's, there's certain times where you're okay missing out on a long shot like that, and, and these, I think that's the case here. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's funny, too, because sometimes you just have to learn to be okay. If you're on the wrong end of it, like, don't get mad if you were wrong and somebody else was right. Just Just understand, look... This is where my research led me. This is what I was at. Was I right? No. Does it suck? Yeah. But I'm not going to be mad at the person who come to the other side of the conclusion. Like, that's not how this works. Life does not have to work like that. There's not zero sum. I'm happy for anybody that cashes a ticket. Like, I don't care if I was on the wrong end of it that week. That was just me. 
Like it doesn't make me a worse person or yeah. that a yeah. better person. Well, and that's that's Eric Almarola two hundred to one this past week. Like, yeah, it would have been really nice to hit a two hundred to one, obviously. And you love it for the people who did, but looking back, it's not like wow, I really should have took that bet. Like, it that's not yeah. I mean, maybe we should have yes, but you're not super sad that you didn't because it's just it ended up kind of being a freak thing that happened. It's same. It's the same thing when when number eleven won the championship two years ago. Like, I would like to go back and see what his odds were because it wasn't a Joe Gibbs car, so it's not like it was some underdog like big machine racing team that won. He was in a freaking Gibbs car, but just the fact that he hadn't won ever in his career and the fact that he beat the big guy and Cindric and I can't remember who else was were the big dogs those years in the series, but it, yeah, it, I, it's, it's going to come from one of these bigger guys most likely. Yeah, there's, there's no way I think it doesn't. Um, although I will say this, if you want to try to find good value in betting all of the favorites of this Give him, a, give him a nice little parlay. I, I took John Hunter Nemechek. This is on BetMGM. Will they let you parlay? Yeah. John Hunter Nemechek, oh. Kyle Larson, oh. and Zane Smith oh. all to win the championships of their respective series, plus 7,100 if you, if you parlay all those together. So uh, if you really want to try to find some value in that, uh, that's definitely something that you can do. And, uh, and man, I'm telling you right now, a nice little, a safe little uh, $10 bet on this one will actually net you um, a pretty decent value, 720 bucks on a $10 bet. Uh, so if you want to, if you just want to put all those in there now, kind of lock them in and, and, and get you plus 7,100 on BetMGM, that's what you can do. Who do I want to take for the Cup Series, Rod? Who's going to be our Cup Series champion? Well, look, I, I put Kyle Larson in the mix. So that's that's the thing. If you wanted to take, if you wanted, I think to take you do. The, you do go the chalk there, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna be in Iowa where it's very legal next year. So uh, or next week. So uh, stay tuned in the Discord because I'll be sharing my multiple uh, things that I build. But I'm going to be placing a ten dollar parlay on Sammy Smith, Corey Heim, and Kyle Larson. Plus thirty six twenty, ten dollars will win you three thousand six hundred and thirty bucks. Make sure you get that bet placed. I tell you what, though, if you okay, so listen, if you add, uh, now I'm getting kind of froggy. If you add, all that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna have, I'm probably building ten parlays for championship futures next week. Well, if you <laughs> so, if you add Justin Allgaier instead of John Hunter Nemechek, that bumps you to uh, ten seven hundred. So plus. Plus one zero seven zero zero. A ten dollar bet will win you one thousand eighty dollars uh, for that one. Or if you really want to get crazy and put Sammy Smith in there to add to Kyle Larson and Zane Smith, that bumps you up to one hundred ninety seven to one. A ten dollar bet will win you one thousand nine hundred eighty dollars. Okay, Whew, enough parlay. MGM, they're they're killing it over here. Yeah. Love you, MGM. Yeah, Thank they're you. doing it good. Uh, so yeah, that's that's one way. If you wanted it, like I said, if you want that seventy one to one. Uh, as far as all three of those champions together with uh, Larson, with Smith, and with Nemechek, there's your way to bet the the favorites and feel good about it because all three of those, when they hit, if they hit, you'll be a lot happier if you just hit one at plus 200. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a fun way to do it. I like it. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, I think that's a good place to end it, right? Let's let everybody Beautiful. go out and buy get their own little parlays going, little parlay juices going. That's right. <laughs> okay, well, if you're uh, if you're listening to this before Thursday... This is episode 199. Thursday will be number 200. 
Send in your questions. We're fielding questions on Twitter, on Discord. DM us, tweet at us, just drop it in the chat, whatever. We'll uh, we'll be answering tons of questions, much like we did for our 100th episode. Going to be a fun time, so uh, get those questions in. And we're going to do it live, too, so you can actually join us and ask some questions as well, I think. I think our schedule allows for that, so I think, yeah, we keep an eye out. on we don't, that. We don't know a time yet. <laughs> we got to figure it. We haven't got that far in life, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely jump on live, so... Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you can join us live. You can get your questions in then and uh yeah, just have a fun party. Maybe we'll uh maybe we should come back with a couple of championship uh parlays. Ooh, some fun as ones. Some, as our bonus on uh, on that episode. So okay. uh yeah, you'll have to stay tuned. We'll find we'll find some fun stuff. Don't we worry. We will. We will. Don't even worry about that. So uh all right. Well, Cody, as we let everybody go right now, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. I've got a F1 article out right now, an IndyCar article coming later this week. Hopefully an IndyCar episode on this show if we get some odds. Uh, I got an NFL Head Coach of the Year article that's going to be dropping later this week. Check all that stuff out. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. Been having a lot of success over there lately, and uh, our, our episode for this week is up. So come back tomorrow for number 200, and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we made it easy for you to find that F1 show, too. I'm throwing it in the NASCAR feed each and every week. Hope you guys don't mind. Uh, we're pretty proud of that show. We absolutely love to do it and uh, getting it a little more exposure by putting it in the feed for you guys. Skip over it if you don't want to, but I guarantee you're going to have some fun listening to it if you like us hey, at all. No, there's no NASCAR to bet on this week. Go bet on F1. And you're going to get hooked. I guarantee you that right now. Uh, That's the thing, too. Like Even if you don't know anything about F1 or if you've watched it before and you're like, I don't like to watch the same guy win by 40 seconds. Like we joke about that all the time and we still find ways to bet around him and to bet with him winning that way. Like it's give it a chance while there's no NASCAR to bet on this weekend. You got IndyCar, you got F1. Sit down, listen, give it a chance. I promise you, you'll get hooked. I do too. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, on the back road. And then, of course, I'm actually going to have an F1 article coming out for four frequencies sake. So keep an eye on that as well. Find that on the Twitter machine. We'll be back tomorrow celebrating 200 episodes of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Come do it with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah.